When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the Bombshell Business Podcast, where driven women in business learn how to become more bold, brave, and unwaveringly confident. Feel empowered and challenged through inspiring stories and tell it like it is advice for business, life, and leadership. Welcome or welcome back to the Bombshell Business Podcast. I am your host, Amber Hurdle. Um, We also, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see we have... We have our mascot Gibbs today, but he's, I mean, maybe can you hear that on the mic? Even if you're just listening, can you hear him? (laughs) He's like groaning. (laughs) I hope you, I hope that doesn't um, edit out. Anyways, (laughs) he's so pitiful. He just wants his mommy. I've been working hard all day. And he's just like, hold me, mommy. So he's part of the episode today. Um, it's obviously, as you can see, it's dark and, um, and it is a little bit later in the day than I normally record podcast episodes, but here I am. And I think this, this is, um, it's kind of a personal episode. It's kind of, um, something that I see happen a lot, something I'm acutely aware of. And, um, and I just really wanted to share just like, (laughs) what a crazy week last week was. And, um, I just, you know, sometimes the fit hits the shan and then we're like, uh, how do I never do that again? So I'm going to give like two, just super high level things that I did that helped me move past it. But I really want to talk more about what to do to begin with when you're, um, when you have an experience like I had last week and, um, and, and maybe ways that you can avoid that and, and really talk through like, well, what's even happening? Like, why does that kind of craziness all happen at once when you're like, oh, when it rains, it pours like those kind of seasons. So, um, forgive me for those watching on YouTube. I have notes because I have been sick and I've just like, I'm, I'm just asking for grace. Okay. <laughs> so last episode, we talked about um, why women's conferences were so needed. So we will link to that in the show notes and, um, we'll just have to, you know, you can go back and listen to that if, if you did not catch that episode, but I had just gotten back from, um, the vacation, the VRM Intel vacation rental women's summit. It was epic. I mean, it was one of the most inspiring events I've ever been to in my life. And, and I, I'm a speaker. I've planned a lot of events. It was just, it was so great. Um, and then just from a a personal standpoint too, as you know, because we've switched back (laughs) to the bombshell business podcast, we were the bombshell business podcast. Then we closed it down and then we came back as velvet machete leadership podcast. And then through a lot of time research, talking to many of you, lots of money, 
um, working with an external marketing firm, we decided to come back home to bombshell the work there was not done. And, um, and it's where my heart lives. That doesn't mean I can't work with men or co-ed teams. I'm doing that like countless times. Um, next year I'm already booked to do. However, my greatest place where I'm most um, impactful is with professional women. And so we had that realization. And then like a week and a half, two weeks later, I go and I open up this women's conference and I just don't even know how to explain like the confirmation that I had um, that this is where I'm supposed to be. And then post-conference, like all of the social media, people are calling each other bombshells. And it's just like, this has nothing to do with me and everything to do with the fact that, you know, what being a bombshell means a bold, brave, unwaveringly confident, confident woman in business. And when you're equipped with that, then you change lives and your life has changed. And, and when I say you change lives is because then you carry this attitude with you out into the world and you do not tolerate other women playing themselves down, playing small. You don't tolerate other women not stepping into their power. You encourage them. And it's a pay it forward mentality that we have. That's like the strongest attribute of a bombshell. And I'm just a vehicle. Like I'm just here to like carry the message. It's like Moses, right? He was like, Whoa, hold on. Like um, it wasn't Moses. Who was it? Aaron, I guess it was Aaron stuttered or whatever. And he had to tell Pharaoh to let my people go or no, that was Moses. I don't know my Bible. Clearly. I'm not even going to try to edit that out, but all you Bible scholars out there, I swear I went to Christian school (laughs) all the way through junior high. I'm obviously a heathen now I digress, but we could go through countless examples in history, in the Bible, in life, where people who should not have been the person were the person. I should not be the person. I got knocked up when I was 16. I made really poor decisions um, in my very early adult life. I've made lots of mistakes. I'm not the ideal person to carry this banner. And yet here I am. And I don't take that lightly. So I'm, I'm explaining all of this because in like a matter of two weeks, all of this became such a truth again in my life. And I was just like, heck yeah, nobody's going to stop me. Like, this is what it is. I don't care who wants to be my friend. I don't care who wants to be my husband. I don't care who wants to be my customer. Like this is my jam. This is what I'm doing. You can get on the train or I'm going to run you over. Those are your options. Okay. So this is like the conviction that by the end of this conference and the aftermath of it and everything, I was just like, so it was, it was back to the birth of, of bombshell. And, um, and I've already know, like, of course I had this other book already in my mind and I have like 50,000 words written. Well, that's going out the door. Cause now I know exactly what I'm going to do. And it's, you know, probably won't come out until 2023, but this intense clarity is remarkable and I'm so loving it. And I'm, I'm going to give myself a pat on the back. If you're watching on YouTube, I'm giving myself a pat on the back. Um, because I fought friggin' hard for this clarity, like did my flipping work. Let me just tell you. So that's where I was cloud nine, super clarity come home from new Orleans Friday evening, Saturday morning. I woke up, holy cow stomach virus. I'm like, oh my gosh, I do not have time for this. So I should probably also say before this, like 
we've been ramajamming. We have been just going full bore in the business. I was working. I mean, every night, every weekend to, and, and you know, there's seasons and I've had a move and like all kinds of stuff. So I'm not like, I'm not recommending that you work like that. I do have, usually I have a pretty exceptional bandwidth. And in my mind, I was like, it's just temporary. I can get through this. But then also in my mind, I was like, I would really like to not have to work every night and on the weekends. <laughs> so <laughs> we're, we've got some things in place to make that not be, um, not be the case anymore. And we'll talk about that maybe in a later episode, but that was already happening. And then, um, Thanksgiving came and I was supposed to go to my sister-in-law's with like a side dish and a bottle of wine. And then I had my other brother came up. And so we decided to have Thanksgiving at my house. So very short notice. And thank goodness, because I have an amazing family, very short notice. I'm going from like ovaries to the wall to now suddenly I'm hosting a full Thanksgiving, which was amazing. And I'm so grateful for no complaints to immediately after Thanksgiving, this conference starts and I'm very involved the whole thing. And it was amazing. So like, just, there's been no rest. Okay. So I wake up Saturday morning. I'm like, well, this is what happens when you don't rest Amber. Like you, you got sick. And then Sunday I was still like, Oh, this, this is not, this is not fun. This is, this is not cute. <laughs> and then Monday I woke up and I was like, oh, okay, I'm starting to feel better this is good. Like my stomach sounds upset, like weird things aren't happening anymore. And then, um, not, not, not quite. I was, had this really gnarly, like post-nasal drip and my throat started hurting and I was like, Oh, here we go. And when I had COVID last year, it started out with gastrointestinal symptoms and moved into like upper respiratory. So I was starting to get really nervous. So this evolves into an upper respiratory thing. Now I'm freaking out because we did like my son's birthday that weekend and <clears throat> I'd been around my kids and I'm like, oh no, I was around 350 women last week. And so I finally got a COVID test on Wednesday just to be sure that if there was anybody I needed to notify that I you know, had COVID and I'm vaccinated, I don't care who knows if you're not, I don't judge. I'm just saying I'm vaccinated. Um, and so I thought, you know, it, it, you know, wouldn't it be a horrible case of COVID because I am vaccinated. Thank God I was negative. Um, so I really just did have like back-to-back -back weirdo things and, you know, I'm texting back and forth with my nurse practitioner and, um, you know, he thinks I'm going to be fine, blah, blah, blah. So this happens on the same day, um, an external vendor was updating our DNS settings. So if you're not like a, a you know, internet nerd, um, it, that's just, it's a very routine thing that that's done. Um, like when you're like using new technology, I think what we had to do was, um, have a subdomain in place for this new software that we're using. Um, and so it messes with your domain. And like, when I say this is very standard and like a no big deal thing, it is really a no big deal thing, but for whatever reason we're on this roll and the fit hit the shan in that area too. And so we didn't even realize that emails were not getting through and that we weren't receiving emails and that we weren't even getting each other's emails, like within the amberhurdle.com ecosystem. So like my team, I was like, one of my team members is, um, getting prepared to move. And so I was just, was kind of like, well, she, you know, she, a, I don't micromanage her B she gets everything done. Um, and so I'm just like, well, she just handled things and she's busy, like juggling, packing and, you know, dealing with mortgage stuff. And I mean, like I just moved myself, so no judgment. I didn't think anything of it. I'm like, oh, she's just busy when I didn't really hear from her that day. 
So um, didn't realize until day two that basically we didn't even know what balls had been dropped because our email was not working. So now I've been sick with a, a stomach virus, stick with a, a stick with an upper respiratory virus. And now while I'm still sick, so sick that I went and got a COVID test because I just was like, this is bad. I'm really sick. Um, now my email's not working in my business during one of the most busiest seasons of the year period for us. So, I mean, as you can imagine what I do, December moving into January, new year, new you, and like everybody wants to kick off their goals at companies, whether individual or companies like I'm just slammed. So <clears throat> this was, this was also not great. So Friday, um, I'm frantically scrambling to like, try to figure out who didn't get what they're supposed to get or what we promised them. Um, and then especially since I was completely out of pocket the week before at the conference and then out of pocket, everybody was out of pocket because of Thanksgiving, if you live in the United States, um, and I don't know anybody who doesn't celebrate Thanksgiving. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, my clients are going to think I am the flakiest person ever. So, um, this was all on top of not feeling well, right. Then, um, I was like, you know, no big deal. I'm going to get caught up over the weekend. So Saturday, I was finally able to just even unpack. I was well enough to like finish unpacking. Like I started unpacking Saturday, but then I was like, when I say I was sick, I was really sick, like in bed sick. Um, and so this, so now like a week later, I'm finally getting like my suitcases out of my, uh, bedroom and I'm like looking at a grocery list and, you know, just kind of getting my house back in order after Thanksgiving, after being out of you know town and getting prepared for the next week, hopefully it won't be as crazy of a shiz show. So that's how I spent my Saturday still not feeling well. And then that night, um, feeling better, not great. I went to dinner with my daughter and then we went to the Chris Stapleton concert and was like, all right, tomorrow I'm going to get recalibrated. There were going to be some storms that came through some like fierce winds. And then eventually we realized, oh, it's actually like a tornado watch. So tornado watch is like, it could happen. There's no evidence, but conditions could actually, you know, it, it could potentially happen or tornado warning means like something has been, something has touched down it's heading your way, take cover. Okay. So if you're not familiar with Tennessee weather and also December should be the number one month to not have a tornado, like the least likely month to have a tornado and tornadoes don't typically happen in the middle of the night. Although they did the last time in 2020 that took out my parents' house. Um, so you know, I went to bed eventually, like I didn't go to bed because I do have, and I'm not joking. Like I, I legitimately have PTSD from last year's tornadoes. Um, or I guess that was two years ago tornadoes. Um, so I was nervous. I finally decided to go to bed. I didn't want to like not take care of my still not all the way well body. So, um, I packed my go bag and made sure I had warm clothes in there and like all of Gibbs, like my, my dog that you're seeing on YouTube right now, if you're watching on YouTube, um, and put all that and in, in my Uggs by the back door so that if, if it did go to a warning or we had some kind of like super severe weather, I could just throw my Uggs on and run to the tornado shelter and I'd have everything that I needed. Um, and that morning I'd already put like an, an extra lantern and like a towel and 
some waters and things like that in my tornado shelter, um, which PS who has a tornado shelter. I do because I'm terrified of them because like I said, I legitimately have PTSD. So, um, I will never not have a tornado shelter if I live here. So, um, so that was all done. And so again, let me just go back and recap since I've kind of got off on a little tangent here, stomach virus, upper respiratory, think I have COVID, get a COVID test. It's negative. My email goes to hell in a handbag. We, it takes us two days to even figure out like what happened and why this is happening <clears throat> and why are we going to spams and why are our open rates in our email um, system, not what they usually are when we send out the podcast. So like all this stuff is going on. Finally, when I think I have Sunday to like kind of get caught up and come up with a game plan for the next week. So maybe I don't feel like I'm behind the eight ball three 30 in the morning. I wake up to all hell breaking loose. I didn't even have time to tinkle. Like I was doing the PP dance, in my tornado shelter before I grabbed Gibbs and ran to like pick up my plan. I had the plan in place and bolt like sprint to the tornado shelter while on the phone with my daughter and then frantically trying to get a hold of my son who spent the night at a friend's house to be sure that they were awake and inside like a safe place like an interior closet or a bathroom because it is now a full warning and my windows i, I was certain something was going to come through my windows like the winds were that intense so um, needless to say, I wrote out a super nasty storm in my like super steel structure that's bolted to concrete. Um, and, and not a lot of sleeping happened. <laughs> I'll just say that. Um, and it was really interesting. I'm not, I really do well in, um, crisis. Like that is anybody who, all my bosses, anybody who knows me is like, Amber is genuinely at her best in total chaos, but, but not tornadoes. Like I was having a really hard time calming down my nervous system. And thank God my sister lives in Italy. So she was up and, you know, we could communicate and everything. And then my daughter was up and everything. So, um, you know, my, my parents almost died in 2020. And some of you might remember that. And, um, they lost just about everything and they had their roof, the roof ripped off of their third floor apartment in Germantown, which is a, um, kind of a trendy area of downtown Nashville. And we were like literally digging through rubble, and like glass shards and stuff to like get to family pictures and childhood memories and just know, like having the vision of like my parents running through, like what they went through. They, I mean, if I have PTSD, my parents, oh my gosh, like running down a hallway when you know, a tornado is coming at you and like, you can like hear it. And my dad's like pulling his pants up, running down the hallway. They go through, um, the, my, they knew what the escape route was. So they go to the stairs, close the door. Don't even get down like one full set of stairs when they heard the tornado take the top floor, like take off the roof that they were 30, like 30 seconds away from getting sucked up by this tornado. So yeah, I was, you know, that, and then, you know, trying to get them situated and then driving around my community in Nashville and everything looked like a war zone. Um, that's it, just, it was a really rough night. I'll say that. So, I mean, I had my act together. It's not like I had a panic attack or anything, but just, it was really rough. Like, so my, my week, so I have this massively amazing epic week where everything starts to make sense. And all the choices I made that were scary to make were all validated 
and by men and women or by women and men for probably the emphasis should be. And then I could go through all this crap that week. I'm sick, like business stuff happened. I dropped balls. I let down clients or in my head I did. And then, and then of all things in the freaking month of December, like my number one fear happened and I had to run to my tornado shelter for the first time ever. Um, you know, thank God I had very minimal damage. I think my deer feeder y'all, I live on 10 and a half acres. I know I used to be like the bougie suburban girl, but I'm straight up country now. And my deer feeder like ran into my building, like my second building here where my office and my recording studio and is and everything. Um, and then I had like some, you know, my lawn furniture strewn about and that sort of thing, but nothing like terrible, but y'all these tornadoes, there was multiple tornadoes, like I can't remember exactly how many, but multiple, multiple. And one would like was down, like hit and was on the ground for 200 miles. And our neighbors in Kentucky, I'm sure you've seen on the news. Um, and my son PS just got home from Bowling Green, Kentucky, which is one of the areas that got hit. That's where he goes to college. He had just gotten home. I would have like died if he would have been there and I didn't know if he was okay or not, like I would have died. So, I mean, Kentucky really, um, it's predicted to be one of the deadliest storms in the, in the U S history or one of the deadliest tornado events in the U S history. And I think it is the deadliest tornado event in, or even natural disaster event in Kentucky's history. So we're not talking about kind of, sort of, this was a little thing. This was like a pretty traumatic thing. So that was my week. <laughs> And then on top of it, I have Gertrude. And, um, for those of you who aren't familiar with that concept, who hasn't heard me speak or read my book or whatever, that's the name that I give my inner critic. Um, so Gertrude sits on my shoulder. I just did, um, uh, Sarah and T's podcast, uh, um, uh, rental short-term rental management. I, I can't remember the exact title, but anyways, we, we get, we talked about it. Um, we named Sarah's Bertha. And we named um, Tim's Merle. So <laughs> I give everybody their inner critic names and they're all like, you know, names from the 1940s. But anyway, so this is all going on very legitimate, like beyond my control kind of stuff in theory. And of course, Gertrude sitting on there just schooling me, just going to town. And, you know, she was telling me like, you're letting people down. You didn't work hard enough. You're so unprofessional and flaky looking, or even when I was like, dude, I can't help that. Like, <laughs> I can't help that somebody else did something to my DNS server. I can't help that. Like I got sick. That's a natural thing. I can't help that a freaking tor multiple tornadoes came and ripped through my state yet again in the month of freaking December of all, like I could even talk back to Gertrude and then she'd be like, yeah, but that just sounds like a bunch of excuses to your clients. Like Gertrude was being the mm, that she normally is. Um, and also just like, I can't believe you can't juggle it. Like you should be able to, you used to have all kinds of bandwidth. Why don't you have this kind of bandwidth? So, you know, well, you should have taken more precautions during the holidays to not get sick. Like you usually take way more precautions and you were sloppy this time. And I mean, I could just go on and on and on. Like you have your Gertrude, you do, you know what this is like, what the heck? And, and that was happening. So, what do we do? <laughs> what do we do when we have a week where the fit hits the shan and Gertrude on top of it sits on her shoulder and starts being a, you know what? There's two things. And I'm, I'm just, I'm not even going to like stay here because 
I want to talk about like what's really going on behind the scenes. I had to remind myself of one big thing and that is show myself grace. If one of my girlfriends came to me and told me about her week, I would have been like, girl, why don't you sit on my couch? I'm going to pour you a glass of wine and I'm going to make you a home cooked meal. And I think I've got some masks in my, in my bathroom. Like let's do a girl's night and do some masks. I've got a hand mask and a face mask. And um, I'm going to get you some like fluffy slippers and like, let's watch um, the devil wears Prada and just kick it tonight. I would have been so gentle and so willing to do whatever I needed to do to make my girlfriend feel better after a week like that. But what did I do to myself? So number one, show yourself grace the way that you would show one of your best girlfriends. Okay. Or if you're a bombshell boy, one of your best guy friends, all right. Or your family member or your child or any, anybody. Um, and then from a take action. So show grace, that's like a baseline thing that you need to do, but from a, like, what can I do perspective? What I chose to do after I told Gertrude to shut up finally, what I chose to do is just like, I made a list and I just started working the list and y'all I've dropped balls today. I'm still not caught up. I have things that, I mean, honestly, absolutely should have been done, but I can only do what I can do. So just take the next tiny step. Don't look at the whole to-do list. I, I do try to capture whatever I can think of so that like, if I do get in a stress mode or, you know, something else crazy happens that I've got it documented while I'm in sound mind, but just take the next tiny step. So it might look like I need to order this and I need to put this whole box together to send off to blah, blah, blah. I'm just making this up. So the first step is order the boxes, you know, the next step is order the, the cards that go with it. And the next is order the tchotchke, not the whole shebang, just one tiny step at a time. And then, you know, that you're making progress. Like I'm still behind, but I'm doing one thing at a time as I can also while inquiries, all kinds of craziness are coming through for January. Um, and I'm just doing the best I can. And you know what, Gertrude, that's the best I can do. And if that's not good enough, then, then I'm, I'm pushed beyond my limits and I cannot receive all that's coming to me. And maybe that's just not a bad thing. Okay. So, um, show yourself grace and then take one baby step at a time to get out of the chaos that's caused by the seasons when the fit hits the shan. Okay. Um, and then I got to thinking like, this really happens to everyone at some point. So what do we do? Um, we covered that, but why does it all seem to happen at once sometimes? And I, I literally just asked um, my students to read The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. I read it every single year. And it talks about what happens when you're going from one level to the next level, when you're about to play bigger, like what happens, the upper limit problems, the limiting beliefs, like what's going on. So what didn't happen <clears throat> this week, cause sometimes we get in our own way. Sometimes we create our own problems. And that is true. That is called resistance. That's a psychological resistance. And I want to read what that is. Um, I just grabbed it off Wikipedia, not psychology.com or anything like that. So bear with me. So some of you might have resistance, but for those of you where like, 
you got sick, you're, you know, like you got into a car wreck. And I mean, just your week kept going like that. Your, your, you know, boss let you go, whatever happened. Okay. What that is not is psychological resistance. Psychological resistance is a phenomenon often encountered in clinical practice in which patients either directly or indirectly exhibit paradoxal, which means by the way, seemingly absurd or self-contradictory opposing behavior. So indirectly exhibits paradoxical opposing behaviors and presumably a clinically initiated push and pull of a change process. So that's very wordy. What does that mean? It's when it's when resistance is when we actually do the opposite of what would make us be successful. So it impedes the development of authentic, um, nurturing experiences. And it is established that the common source of resistance and defenses is shame. So, um, examples of psychological resistance might include perfectionism, criticizing disrespectful attitudes, being self-critical preoccupation with appearance, social withdrawal need to be seen as independent and invulnerable or an inability to accept compliments or constructive criticism. So those are all things that we do when we're like uncomfortable with the good that's coming to us or uncomfortable with wanting or uncomfortable with, um, having to take a big step ahead, we might procrastinate or we'll do things intentionally to basically limit our ability to step into that new world. We do that to ourselves. That is psychological resistance. That ain't what happened to me last week. Cause let me tell you, I did not sign up for any of that. I did not mean for any of that to happen. However, going back to gay Hendricks and the big leap, he might argue that it's actually an upper limit problem. So what did I tell you? Like we decided to come back to bombshell. I got very aligned with my purpose on this planet again. Like I know my purpose, but then like kind of even refined it a little bit more, at least what I'm, what I feel like God is calling me to do right now, the universe use whatever word spirit, highest self, whatever, whatever word makes you feel comfortable. I say God, because that's my background and, and what I believe, but I get crystal clear on this. I'm actually rewarded in tangible, remarkable ways for this choice. I'm celebrated. And, um, and when I say I'm celebrated, that came out wrong. Um, the concept was celebrated. The, the thing that I bring to the table was celebrated, not me just to be clear. I mean, I'm sure I was celebrated too, to be clear also, like, let's be real. I stand on a stage and people clap for me. I don't take that as this is for me. I take that as the audience saying that spoke to me and I needed that. And so that's, that is a a validation of they were fed. They got what they needed. So this is, listen, this ain't an easy gig. (laughs) I did not sign up for this so that I can like, you know, get a bozo button just to be clear. It is hard to be on the road. It's hard to juggle it all. It's hard to juggle the business side and also the road side. So um, everything that I do is in service to others just to to, to be very, very clear, but it was validated. Okay. So according to Gay Hendricks, he says that we have an inner thermostat where we set how much love, happiness, success, and money that we feel that we deserve. And if we go beyond this self-imposed limit, we do something to sabotage ourselves, to bring us back down to what's already comfortable and familiar. Like, okay, I'm comfortable with this amount of success and this amount of, 
you know, whatever this amount of love. But if I go beyond that, mm, let's sabotage. Now I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about the resistance that I've already described. So let me read something out of his book. He says, I've worked with hundreds of extremely talented, capable executives and professionals over the past 45 years. Yet, even with their awesome skills, there were still areas of their lives in which they kept hitting upper limits and then sabotaging themselves. In my work, we identify the underlying issues that trigger the upper limit problem so that people can rise smoothly to higher and higher levels of their potential without bumping their heads against the false ceilings that are held in place by negative belief systems. Let's see if I can spit that out. Um, So what what he says is like, basically we attract the chaos because we cannot psychologically get to that place or we, or we can't emotionally get to that place. We cannot accept that goodness because that's uncomfortable. It's a new level for us. And so, um, he talks about a colleague that he had who got another job, but was due to give a presentation, um, at his, existing job and nobody knew that he'd gotten this new job. So he felt conflicted and he didn't want to do the presentation. So he was struck down by a case of laryngitis. And when he talked to gay about it, his laryngitis cleared up totally psychological. I mean, so it is quite possible according to this theory that you can get struck with an upper limit problem sickness. And I'm just telling you, this has happened to me countless times. I actually have a friend who would like point it out to me and she's not even like remotely woo woo. Um, so you have to take the time out. Um, and it, and it, it, it appears that when I get sick, it's because I've compromised my immune system by not taking the rest and care or, well-being during this up level. So I already told you I was going like ovaries to the wall. I'm also up leveling at the same time, but I didn't even honor that. Um, I was blowing and going and I did not rest at all. Um, prior to this amazing experience, it did not bake time in to simply enjoy the shifts. So typically when I speak, I take the entire day off because I do fill the room with energy. If you've ever heard me speak, like I'm really high energy and I get, I like leave it all on the table. I give everything that I could possibly give because if somebody is lacking energy or power in the audience, Oh, and there's the truth. Mm, There's the truth. Any, those of you who know, you know, what's happening right now (laughs) when the truth is right there. And it's like a really big truth for me. I get I get like, I could feel the tears coming behind my eyes and I start to get choked up in my throat. Um, and, and when I take a stage and when that's why I love being the opening keynote, because it it sets the tone for the conference. But when I take a stage, I truly pour all of me into the audience because I know I can feel it. I know that there's at least one person in the audience. Usually it's more that needed that, that needed to borrow that to fuel them and I'm, and I have extra to give. And so I want to share that with other people so that they can use it and leverage it and go do whatever it is that they're meant to do on this planet, even if they have to borrow my energy for, for a little bit. So I do, I've always scheduled like a whole day. Like I don't even have to get out of bed to recover the next day. And, and I didn't, I didn't do that. Um, now in spiritual circles, um, 
you know, so we kind of talked about, I don't know if that's new age or, or whatever. I'm sure he has some like psychological things that I could do, but Hey, you know, I'm showing myself grace. I didn't do all of my research for this podcast episode like I normally do. So it is what it is. I highly, highly recommend like literally if you're breathing, you should read the big leap by gay Hendricks. Um, so there's that camp that you can believe. And then if you, um, are like in a, in a Christian circle, then it might, you might believe that, um, that the devil doesn't want you to walk in your purpose. So if that resonates with you, then I would challenge you like, so the gay Hendricks side of things, the upper limit, like slow the flip down, slow down, take care of your system, make sure that you have the time to actually enjoy and embrace that you are elevating. And if that doesn't resonate with you, then I'm going to read you the, the go-to from a Christian perspective. And that's put on the full armor of God. So I'm going to read, um, Ephesians six, uh, 13 through 18 from the message Bible. So that it's not like thy, thou, then, um, <laughs> so if the message translation is, um, be prepared. You're up against far more than you can handle on your own. Take all the help you can get every weapon God has issued so that when it's all over, but the shouting, you'll still be on your feet. Truth, righteousness, peace, faith, and salvation are more than words. Learn how to apply them. You'll need them throughout your life. God's word is an indispensable weapon in the same way. Prayer is essential in this ongoing warfare. Pray hard and long. Pray for your brothers and sisters. Keep your eyes open. Keep each other's spirits up so that no one falls behind or drops out. Do you see that even in that passage, even if you're not a Christian, even if you do not believe in the same um, wisdom tradition, even this, would it not be fair to say like, hey, truth, righteousness, peace, faith, salvation, apply those things, apply your faith, apply the truth, apply being righteous and, and meditate on these things. So prayer or meditation and keep your eyes open, be on the lookout for these things coming down the pike and then keep your spirits up so that you can help other people keep their spirits up. Like you don't have to be a Christian to be like, yep, that's probably a good plan. So, you know, I'm just, I'm, I want you to think about when things get hard and like sometimes y'all at the holidays, which is where we are right now at the, at this recording, you might be listening in the future to a back episode, but the holidays, it can get hard. Okay. (laughs) It can get real hard. Um, so keep those things in mind. So we've kind of done like the more metaphysical kind of concept. We've kind of done the religious concept. And then in competitive circles, it's said that Um, adversity actually separates the mediocre from the greats because only the greats will keep plowing through all of the challenges. It's like natural selection, right? So think about if Michael Jordan would have quit when he didn't make the high school basketball team. And he said um, something to Newsweek one time in an interview, he said, whenever I was working out and got tired and figured "Eh, I should probably stop, I'd close my eyes and see that list in the locker room without my name on it. That usually got me going again. Yeah. I think all three of these things apply to me. And I, this is also why I annoy people. Um, I'm going to just do a little departure here real quick, just to be real clear on what my belief system is because you can accept it and be like, cool. It's not what I believe, but cool. You can accept and be like, awesome. We're aligned. That's exactly what I think. Or you could be like, ah, she's 
awful. And then you don't have to listen anymore. There's tons of podcasts out there for you. Peace be with you. I annoy both sides. I annoy people who um, are scarred by religion because I do talk about God. Um, And I annoy people who are religious because they, they um, I'm also kind of woo woo. Right. So (laughs) um, my personal take is I am going to pursue communion with God. I'm going to pursue being in God's presence in whatever way I see personally for me, I can get closer to God. The end ain't your business. Okay. It doesn't always look like what I learned in Sunday school. And sometimes it looks like blasphemy to some and, um, and really I don't care. So the thing is, is like Susie Q who goes to XYZ Baptist church in small town, America, she says, you can't make up your own version of Christianity. Some people just want to want it to fit their needs and what works for them. And I just want to be like, Susie Q sister, guess what? Your preacher has made up his own version of Christianity. He has chosen what philosophies and what doctrine and what theology he wants to pull from. That's why we have 9,000 denominations within the Christian community. So unless you went to, you know, the, like if you went and studied theology yourself, like you don't get to tell me that my version is wrong. My version is what's right for me. And the only thing that matters is my connection and my spirit to my higher power. I happen to call that God. You can call it whatever you want to. And I'm going to explore every avenue I possibly can to be in God's presence and therefore holding the two things that were, were said were the number, the number one and the number two thing that you need to do as a human on this earth by Jesus Christ in the red words in the Bible. He said, love your God with all your heart, all all your mind and all your, your spirit and love your neighbor, um, as yourself. Everything else beyond that is rubbish is what the Hebrew translation was. And so that, that person, that deity, that being the all knowing, all creator spirit, God of creation, that's all I care about. I don't care about Susie Q or anybody who ditches this podcast because I take different paths. So that's why I wanted to cover the gay Hendrix upper limit problems. That's why I wanted to cover it from a biblical perspective. And that's why I wanted to cover it from an athletic competitive, you know, kind of honestly Darwin type natural selection type, uh, experience as well. So no matter which one of those you resonate with at the end of the game, if you don't want to have upper limit problems and you want to elevate to the next level in your life, if you do want to punch Satan in the throat and be like, "Uh uh-uh, you are not keeping me from God's purpose in my life. Or if you want to go from mediocre to great or good to great, keep going, just keep going. Y'all, that is what got me from teen mom to where I am now is I just kept going. It was hard and it sucked and it sucked for a long time. But the one thing I didn't do is give up. So I know that it works. And that week last week does not even compare to weeks and seasons I've had in the past. And certainly wouldn't compare to some of y'all who have lost people to COVID who are dealing with cancer, you know, that there's, you know, you have soldiers out in strange places where, you know, we wish they didn't have to go. Like, I'm not even trying to compare my piddly week last week comparatively, but you know what, last week, that was my reality and it was hard. And, um, and I'm just going to keep going. So, uh, Satan over limit problems, (laughs) 
uh, whatever is coming my way in adversity to prove that I'm going to go from where I am to even greater. Um, I'm going to keep going and you're not going to slow me down. And that's what I want you to do. So before a big moment, like I had at the women's conference slash followed up as I chose to make some changes in my business, um, before things like that happen, you have to play the long game. You have to, I'm so big on daily, 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 maintaining your mind, your body, and your spirit every day so that you're running at your optimal groove, your optimal performance. And that means your nutrition is on point. That means your exercise is on point. That means just being mindful is on point. That means spiritual practice are in place. Like this is a daily thing. And I will admit going into this, I was not on game in all areas. And I ran myself into the ground. I was, you know, hitting it in some areas, not others, but you know, sometimes my friends make fun of me because I declined to drink or like, I don't want to eat the junk that they're eating, or I might want to go to bed or whatever. But for what I do for a living, like I literally cannot not be optimum Amber because I will fail. And that, and that happened. So, you know, during great moments, during those fantastic moments where you can feel that you're elevating, be in the moment. I repeat, be in the moment. And this time I did that really well. I did not brush over it. I did that really well. I knew what was happening and I was appreciating it. And I was just loving so hard on all the women who were, um, who were in it together and, and were showing me the amazing impact that women empowering women has like to get to observe that in these women, because it wasn't about me. And I, and I listen, I'm freaking the, those conference planners were on point, but it takes participants showing up ready for that as well. And if your participants aren't doing it, then you could have a great event team. You could have great speakers, but if the attendees are not willing to jump in on that vibe, it's not going to be the same. So I did, I took that in, I watched it. I was like, this is the standard. This is what I want. This is forever. It's just like when we did the invincible women leadership retreat in April, like that same vibe, only this time it was 350 women. So before you want to stay on game with your daily practices, be optimal version of you during be in the moment. And then after schedule time with yourself to enjoy your win, or at least restore from the energy commitment that you made. Um, I didn't exactly do this because I didn't have a chance to do it because I woke up the next morning, not feeling well, but I had my mindset on like, having this whole epic catch-up weekend where I was going to be savior to our customers after being gone. And, um, I had the, I already had the mindset of overextending. So I did not, whether I had the chance or not, I didn't plan to schedule time with myself to like, just take it all in. Um, and I have to imagine my body was like, what's up home girl. Uh-uh, nope, ain't happening girl. You're going to sit your butt down. And so I got sick. That's exactly what happened. If you're not going to plan to rest, we're going to make the plan for you, says all the cells in my body. So <clears throat> this episode, again, totally making myself the harsh example. So hopefully you can avoid things in the future. I, I often, um, without permission, I don't really get to talk about my clients because we have that level of um, trust. And I and so I'm just always going to pick on myself because <laughs> I, I just did a lot of things wrong this time. And I... I want to be sure that you understand I'm not like this guru who never makes mistakes. Um, so I want to know though, like, do you see this happen when you have a great moment? Do you see that like something happens on the back end? 
um, like a high followed by a low, a promotion at work followed by an argument with your best friend that like never had to happen. Or, um, you know, maybe you had an upper limit problem. You weren't comfortable with that level of love, success, wealth, whatever that is. Or maybe you just simply need to slow down in general, send your cape to the dry cleaners again. I, I got that MO like loud and clear and, and really get the rest that you need before your body demands it of you. Um, I hope this episode is helpful. It was certainly not meant to be event, uh, type situation. I just wanted you to thoroughly understand like how crazy that week was so that you could understand like why I wanted to process it with you and talk through it with you because every single one of you who are listening right now, you have had these types of experiences and maybe you're just like, Oh, I always have the worst of luck or maybe you don't give it much thought. And I I just want to challenge you to think about as you have great moments in life, be careful to cherish that and hold it and get comfortable having that level of joy, having that level of success, having that level of wealth, whatever that looks like so that you don't attract or, um, create problems that don't need to happen because that mind body connection is so strong. And when your mind isn't right, then that's sending messages to your body to shut down. Um, and we just, we don't need to, um, we want to manifest and, you know, I'm not a big, um, what's that? The secret, um, law of attraction. I'm not like a big law of attraction person, but I do know that where your attention goes, your energy flows. And so if your attention is on, I don't deserve this, I shouldn't have this, then like the world's going to be like, cool here, let me give you a a shiz show. But if you're like, I I am, I do deserve this. I am love. I am. I share with people. I share my wealth. I share my success. I'm deserving of this. I I'm allowed to be loved. I deserve to be happy. Then the universe is going to be like, yep, you are. And here's more of it. So just wanted to plant these seeds with you, especially as we go into the holiday season. Um, if you have had something like this happen to you in a reoccurring fashion, or even recently hit me up Amber at amberhurl.com. I would love to hear it. And I'd love to encourage you back and show you some love for those of you watching on YouTube. I'm sorry. I'm slashed over, but my dog is like, literally <laughs> it's just, it's a whole thing. It's a whole thing being a dog mom um, to Gibbs. If you want to follow him on Instagram, I'm not the greatest about updating it, but he is um, Nashville Gibbs. Here he is. <laughs> he's just passed out, but he's heavy. So I'm slouch. Um, I appreciate your listenership or your viewership if you're watching on YouTube. And, um, and I appreciate you inviting me into your world. Um, I cherish you. I truly, truly do. And every morning that I wake up is so that I can hopefully um, do say, be something meaningful in your life so that you can pursue your life as a bombshell and do the work that you were intended to do in this world. And then maybe if we all do that, we can have a rippling effect in this crazy chaotic world, at least in our areas of influence, our circles of influence. So keep that in mind next day. You have a bad day. Just remember you were designed for greatness and, um, and people need you. So love you to pieces. Love you bunches. I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Bombshell Business Podcast. Visit amberhurdle.com for more resources like show notes and check out the bombshellbusinesswoman.com to grab my book and download the free bonuses.